Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Bird Chirp Podcast. I am your host, Elijah Hickman. Alongside with me today is my good buddy, Micah Martin. How you doing, Micah? Pretty good. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Well, we've got a a fairly reasonable one today. Nothing too crazy. Do what? It's a good way to put it. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be anything too crazy, but uh, I hope you guys... Hope you guys like it and uh, stay tuned. What uh, what did you do this weekend? I actually did stuff this weekend. Hey, it's, there it's we crazy. go. Crazy. Um, Friday night, hung out. Didn't do too much. We had uh, Blake's, which is my cousin. Um, we went ahead on Friday. Just did like a family deal at at the at their house. And uh, ended up just kind of throwing some cornhole, playing around, made some hamburgers. It was a good time. When it wasn't storming? It was actually, it was clear on, oh, fr- really? on Friday for us. Oh. Yeah. It was It was like thunderstorm warning. It was like possible tornadoes. It was kind of a cluster over by me. For, on Friday? Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah, no. Yeah, dude. We were, we we're clear on Friday. Huh? Well, good deal. Yeah, good deal for Glad sure. Glad it could be good weather for Blake's birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Saturday morning, ended up waking up, driving up to Ardmore and playing some uh, playing some golf with Jackson. Um, finally, it was it was good to see him. Good to good to just catch up, get in touch. Yeah, major uh, major recorded promise. Yes, I did. I did. I did make my promise fulfilled. The promise, <laughs> um, but yeah, golf is definitely one of those places where it's like if you and a buddy are like halfway decent, it's like you can go out there and have a good time and just oh, like, just talk the whole time and like yeah. you're not worried about your game and stuff like that. Whereas like, luckily Saturday ended up being one of those days, and today it was just not one of those days. Probably because I was, I don't know. I, I have a theory for me personally that I play well just like when i like golf is like the first thing i do like i wake up get ready maybe make breakfast feed the dog just kind of chill out for a little bit and then go play golf like so it's not even like if you golf in the morning because like if you golf let's say your tee time's at ten forty-five on a saturday yeah no that's it's still not gonna be as good no it's still gonna be it's gonna be good it'll, it'll be better. oh it is yeah it'll be oh. better than than like today you know we went and played after work. After work, I had to make a couple stops between work and the golf course. Just had a lot on my mind. Got to the golf course, just not, not mentally checked in. Yeah, yeah that's fair. And to play well, you have to just be mentally checked in. Like you, you got to be there. You yeah, know? that's definitely part of it. Yeah, I just wasn't mentally there. Yeah, and I shot poorly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, neither of us played super great. Um uh, I mean, I don't know. It was just kind of one of those days, you know, I felt really good when we got there and then I absolutely just duffed the first tee box. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it stayed in place. I went and picked it up, but I just duffed the crap out of it. Yeah. And then my second drive was, was a lot better, but yep, yep. yeah, it's just, it's a little frustrating when you're just like, oh, man, I just feel it today. It's going to be a good day on the course. And then you get up there and just first swing of the Doesn't day is just dunk. And you're like, oh, my God, it's going to be a long day. But Yeah, definitely, definitely. But Saturday was not one of those days. Yeah. Ended up, and two, it's for some reason just like, I shot like a, 
shot like a 41 on the front nine. Daggum. Yeah, it was just like irons were feeling it. Driver was straight feeling it. And then at the turn, I mean, hole nine. I don't think I told you about this yet, but hole nine. It's like a, about a 400-yard. Um, I think it's actually like 375. 375, 400. Um, but you can kind of, it's a dog leg right, so you can kind of jump a couple of trees and end up, you know, with a with a real good lie to the pin. So driver was good, good hit kind of over those trees, and then I had like 154 to the pin or something like that, 156, oh, 157, really? 154 to the pin. And um, hit it, it's a, for me, it's a seven iron at 154. Um, and so I hit my seven iron, and I, I put it within like four feet. Daggum. And ended up birdieing that hole, and I was just like, man, this feels great. Yeah. Then at the turn, went in, and the guy working the pro shop was like, that was a good shot. And I was like, oh, you saw that? And he was like, yeah, I did. I was like, oh, glad somebody did besides Jackson. <laughs> and uh, then ended up getting a hot dog, and then like 10 was fine, 11 was fine, 12 was all right, and then it just kind of went downhill from there. I started really bogeying almost every hole, and so... I ended up shooting a total of like 96 after being on pace for about 82. Yeah. Because that back nine was not not good at all. But you just like get mentally checked out. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm shooting good. I don't have to do anything. I'm just keep playing my game. Yeah. Nah, and I mean, you got to keep got to yeah. keep going with it. Yeah. If you want to shoot good, if yeah. you're just out there to have a good time, which I still had a great time. Yeah, absolutely. But, but also, like, I'd like to be shooting in the 80s, not, right, high, right. not mid to yeah. high 90s. And, I mean, there's definitely days that you go out there and, you know, no matter what you do, you can't you hit can a ball not. straight. Yeah. And there's there's also days that no matter what you do, you can't, you can't hit a ball, hit a ball bad. Ball. Yeah. You know, and, like, that's just how it is. That was that was Saturday for my driver. I just, for some reason, uh, after the first two holes, the first two holes were like, yeah, that was all right, but definitely could have been better after that. It was money the rest of the day. Yeah. Heck yeah. What a that short game really got me. Yeah. That's where it really gets me is like my putting. Chipping and putting. Today you mean? No, no, no. Saturday. Oh, Saturday. I yeah. got you. It's like I can, I can be somewhat mentally checked out for driving and hitting my irons, but you've got to check back in for, for the, the short game for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anything past about 65 yards, I've really got to <laughs> – break it down yeah well and i mean like for an example like you know you're on a par three let's say it's 152 yards and you know you stick it to 12 feet and you're like dude i got not an easy putt but like i have a, a pretty decent putt for birdie yeah. like you know to like help me out like yeah. big time here and then you get up here and three putt or two putt or whatever yeah three putt and bogey yeah. it. and it's just like it's just so mentally exhausting yeah you know, because you, like, go from this high to where it's like, oh, man, especially from the tee box. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, man, I stuck it You close. got the whole cart ride to think yeah. about, like, oh, yeah, let's you're like, go. like, oh, dude, I'm going to drain this puck. Yeah, it'll know, be money. Yeah. Get a birdie on the board and then get on to the next one, and then you three-putt it, and you're just like, golly. Yeah, and which just, I did have. It breaks you down. I did have one pretty solid birdie today on that par three, but, I mean, it, it just, there's no making up for all those doubles and triples 
on all the other which, holes. Which par three did you? Bur- oh, it was uh, six. Yeah, hole yeah, six. yeah, yeah. One over the pond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made like a, I don't know, like uh, a forty-two foot putt. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a ridiculously long. There putt. was a lot of hills too. It yeah, was, you like it was one of those where you just like kind of shooting in the dark and it just ended up working out. Yeah, it was basically a lag putt. Like you yeah. just you were like, ah, get it as close as possible. Exactly. And then it just happened to fall. It happened and to it, fall it was right sweet. Yeah. I mean, I I was a little bit further outside of you. Yeah. Um and I three putted for bogey, I think. Yeah. So I was like, well, happy for you. <laughs> but the first, the the par 3 right before that, I ended up shooting double. Double bogey. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just and it's they're not they're not game. super different. I no, mean, they're not. The the Besides first elevation, yeah, yardage wise, they're in with within ten yards. They're within like three yards. Yeah. I think I think uh, hole five was like one fifty four, and number six was like one fifty six or one fifty seven or something like that. I thought it was one thirties. I think it's one. Oh, maybe it was. Hit, but it but it, it it was like within like yeah. two or three yards of each other. Yeah. It's the same hole essentially. The it's only the only difference is elevation. Yeah, the whole hole five, you're basically the same. Like you're a little yeah, bit above pretty, the the green, but then flat. hole six, you're quite a bit above yeah. the green. Yeah. So that's about it. Yeah, because I, I on five, I hit my fifty degree, uh, short. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, like I was seeing if I could get there, and I couldn't. And then on. On six, I hit it long. I hit it very long. I yeah. hit it long, and it's the longer of the two holes. Yeah, but I hit it long, and I mean, I hit it pin high, but it just didn't spin, and it rolled out like yeah. thirty feet. But it was a good, uh, it was a good round. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, for what it was, and even like for as bad as I mentally thought I played, would I shoot a fifty? Yeah, like yeah, that's not great. And that is on track for a hundred, right? Which is not good at all. But also, like in the big scheme of things, that's not terrible. No, that's just not. I mean, it could we, be. We've played a lot worse. I, oh, last year, if I would have shot a fifty on that course, I'd have been pumped. Well, I'll I'll say this to like, like obviously, by no means are we good at golf. No, but we're we're getting to the point. And I'm personally very proud of this. We're getting to the point where we can go out there and actually enjoy playing golf and like put yes. a little bit of thought into it yeah. versus like we're just out here to hit a ball around and just drink beers. Yeah. Like there's a difference it's no until that, so yeah. like once you start taking it seriously and like actually start getting slightly better and then yeah. like like actually keeping score. Because like before I'd be like, you know, I shank four balls or whatever and then yeah. I'd be like, Oh yeah, I Bogey. I sh- yeah, I shot and a it's bogey. just like no, I shot a eight on that hole. Yeah. Versus now, it's like, it's like okay, yeah, I shot a triple. It's like, well, put me down for a triple because it's like I'm actually I'm, trying to better myself, yeah. and it's like the I, only I way want to get better. Get better is by uh, if you can hear that, Mike is pouring more yeah, wine. By the way, we are both over the ages of twenty-one. Do not condone the underage consumption of alcohol. That is correct. Brought to you by the Bird Trip Podcast. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, like once you decide that you like actually want to be better and yeah. play better and stuff, you start being real honest with yourself. Yeah, and it like and there it's, was, it's hard. Yeah, there were some holes today where like I I ended up giving up, and I, I counted. You know, I just dropped where dropped where you were, and but like I counted 
every single one of those shots that I thought it was going to take me to get there. And I ended up telling you, I shot like, I don't know, put me for four, four quadruple bogey. Yeah. And yeah, I probably could have got it done and probably just like, you know, double or triple bogey. But you just be real honest with yourself. And you're like, yeah, it's, it's a fair number there. So, yeah. And I mean, like two, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, you want to be fair to yourself. Like, like you want to be true to an extent. Yeah. It's like, if you really do shoot five over, it's like, and put them down for a three. Yeah. Like three over. It's like, it's, that's not going to make a difference. Especially like, especially if you're the one keeping score and your buddy's just having a rough, a rough day. day. It's like, put, hey, put, I'll get, put I'll him down for a three th- if yeah. he shoots five. I'll give you a like, three, you know, Boa. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's not going to make a difference. Right. It's like, it it's not. He's not it's gonna not. break ninety. He's no. not gonna break it. So it's just like, eh, just leave him alone. Yeah, let him have yeah. it. And then, uh, so yeah, played played. I mean, just probably my honestly, probably to date, just like feeling wise, my best round to date. Um, yeah, just just felt like it was there. Could have been better on the back half, but felt like it was there. And then Saturday, after that, went home and. uh Took a quick little nap, showered, cleaned up the house a little bit. Then we all went to uh, to Marty B's for for Blake's. Ah uh, yes, Blake's uh, birthday. How old is he now? Twenty five. Ugh, old as dirt. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I say yeah. that we're both. Well, I'm twenty two. Mike is twenty one, almost twenty two. Yeah, it's a uh, it's kind of a running joke. Any anytime t- any. Time at somebody's birthday who's older than me, I'm just like, ugh, old as dirt. <laughs> dirt. Yeah. I have some people who get upset with that joke, especially when they're like two weeks older than me. Yeah. I'm like, ugh, old as dirt. And they're like, shut up. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But that was yeah. a good time. I, I like the old, the old Marty B's. It's, it's a good time. It's yeah. just a little bit of an expensive Is that, time. uh, is that all owned by, uh, Matty B? N- no. Can't. Can't say that it is. Do you know who Maddie B is? Is that like that guy that we used to listen to in like sixth grade that rapped? Like Maddie B raps? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for knowing that, Micah. <laughs> You're the one that was homeschooled in that age. I know. How, <laughs> how do you think I had so much time to learn all these names? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, no, Vine was, Vine was, Vine hot was and heavy. Dude, Vine was pretty lit. Yeah. I miss Vine. Yeah. It, TikTok's just not the same. They won't, they <laughs> no. wouldn't understand. But, Maddie B raps. What a guy. Uh, I wonder what he's doing these days. Probably like, I don't know. I hope he invested his money because he did not make. He made a lot of it, but not for a long time. Yeah, that's true. Maddie B. We're about Maddie to B find raps. out. Oh, he's 20. No way. Yeah, he's, he's 20, younger than this. I mean, yeah. He, he was in like the fourth grade. Let me just do Maddie B raps now. Yeah, that probably probably put us in a better situation. Uh, Matthew David Morse. Um, he's currently in jail. Please oh, no. give it to me. No, Dang he's it. not in jail. Ooh, he looks nothing like. Oh, he's a podcaster. <laughs> Ironic. How lame. God. Uh yeah, January sixth, two thousand three, Duluth, Georgia. He's five seven. Oh wow! Record labels, Maddie B LLC. Wow, I yeah, I, I'm not really finding anything on him currently. 
We can go to hmm. his Instagram. Let me pull up his Instagram. There we go. See what he looks like nowadays. There we go. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, what? <laughs> if you have, if you don't know what Maddie B looks like currently, you should you should go look at his Instagram or something. Wow. He's a uh, he's old. Not old, but like kind of looks it. He looks com- yeah, he does. he looks completely different looks than he completely did. Completely different. You know, when he was Maddie B raps. But but I digress. <laughs> I digress. Um, um so Sunday uh, ended up um, waking up fairly early. I think I woke up around 7 o'clock, but that's pretty typical. Um, and then uh, started a brisket on the smoker. Wasn't wasn't very fun at all, especially for how it turned out. Man, I was just disappointed. I don't know. I took it to 203, which is from everything I know, which is what you're supposed to probe brisket at and, and pull it. Um I'm no barbecue king to be, you know, to, to, by, by, by any means, I'm no barbecue king by any means, but, um, I mean, I've cooked a few briskets and they end up pretty good, but this one did not. Really? It did. It was it bad. really good. It was bad. Uh, oh. yeah, I mean, the bark set real well and everything like that. I was super, super excited for it once I saw that bark, um, at about 170. And uh, then ended up wrapping it and taking it to 202, pulling it, resting it for like three hours and opening it up, sliced into it, and it was dog water. Really? It just wasn't cooked long enough. Like their fat just was underdone? The fat was not rendered yet. Wow. And you can't really just throw it back on there, can you? Not after like four hours. (laughs) It's it's already, you know, or three hours. It's already sitting down at like 135. Yeah. Rested temp, so... I don't know. I just uh, we ate what we we ate what we ate, and then I tossed the rest of it in a in a uh, it's like to go bowl or whatever you will, if you will, or like Tupperware. Yeah. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna like either put it in the oven or put it back in the smoker, just in the foil, and take it to like 205, and hopefully that some of that fat will like render down, and then I'll probably just end up like chopping it all up and yeah. throwing some sauce in with it and making. Like chopped brisket sandwiches. Yeah, that's the good thing about like messing up a brisket. It's like, eh, even if you mess it up, it's not really messed up. Just right. Throw it in the fridge for a day, and then the next day take it and yeah, absolutely. And, figure, and uh, do do that with it. Yeah. <sighs> but um, I mean, it's hard. It's almost hard to make a brisket unedible. Yeah. You know, it's like you can definitely make a better brisket than yeah. others, but it's hard to make a brisket. <laughs> oh God bless you. Thank you. Oh God bless you again. My goodness. <laughs> Grace Almighty. Good Lord Almighty. Um, But yeah, so that was pretty much your Sunday. Yep, that was my Sunday, and then now it's Monday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, by the way, we're recording this on Monday um, for reasons I'll get to here in a second. Um, excuse me. But, um, you know, we... Uh, I guess my, I guess I'll go ahead and get into my weekend. Um, let's see. My weekend kind of started Thursday afternoon, Thursday night. Um, my, Mike Ryan was playing at the, at the Hunt County Fair. And I've got some family out in, out in Hunt County and I'm not too far from it. And so it's just, you know, it's a good place to go and hang out and have a couple beers and stuff and listen, listen to some good music. And so we were out there. On uh, we were out there on Friday. Or I'm, I'm sorry, Thursday night. 
listening to Mike Ryan and Josh Ward. Josh Ward opened up for him. I love Josh Ward. I've I've talked to him before, and he's he's a super cool guy. Um, so we were at the Mike Ryan concert, and we had like gone to get me and my cousin had gone over to the beer stand to grab a beer, and as we're like leaving the line, we run into one of his a couple of his friends from high school that like I also knew, and so we were standing there talking to him and stuff, and um. And the the girl that was standing there, she she just like started pulling out these uh, fireball shots out of her hoodie. She just I guess she smuggled a half a dozen of them in there. I don't know. Wild out. But so she gave one to me, gave one to to my cousin, gave one to this other guy, and he was like, "No thanks." And she was like, "Oh." And yeah. So, no. <laughs> and so I took it. Like I wasn't planning on actually drinking it, just because I was like, "Nah." But I like took it from her. And I stuck it in my pocket, and then so they. They both drank it, and then we go back up, and a little bit later, Mike goes on, and she turns around, and she's like, grabs me by the shoulder, and she's like shaking me. Granted, she's been drinking, but she's like, do you have that fireball shot? Do you have that fireball shot? And I was like, yes, I do. Why are you shaking me? And she goes, let me have it. And I was like, okay. And so I give it to her, and I was like, why do you want it? She goes, I'm going to throw it on stage. And I was like, why? He's not going to drink it. And her boyfriend... Dalton turns around and goes, he, uh, so they were there at the Reed South Hall concert the Friday before, and she did the same thing, and he, and Reed took it, and they threw one to Mike last year, but he didn't see it, or I don't remember what the thing was, but he never got it, and so he, she ends up throwing it up there, and he ends up, like, picking it up and putting it in his mouth, and they, like, play for a couple minutes, and then he takes it. Well... The next day, or, yeah, on Friday, my sister Michaela sends me a post on Instagram, and I went and looked at it, and it's a picture. Did I show you the picture? You didn't, no. So, I'll pull it up. Go to, if you're listening at home, go to uh, Mike Ryan's Instagram. And go what to, is it? Is it Mike Ryan? It's a picture of Mike Ryan and his lead guitarist with the fireball shot in his mouth. That's cool. Um, and it's tagged like Hunt County Fair, so that fireball shot is the one she threw, and I commented on it, and I was like, "That was in my sweaty back pocket." No, it was in, it was in my <laughs> mouth. Ew. I had stuck it in my mouth at one point to like grab a koozie or something. I don't remember what I did, but I had stuck it in my mouth. And so the that, whole that's why I don't take random things that strangers <laughs> have given me. That's fair. I have no clue where that thing's been, yeah, but. I didn't say it, but I but I, I commented on his on his post and I said uh, I was like that was my fireball shot that that uh, Casey threw up there. Yeah, and I mean he didn't reply to nothing, but I was like yeah, that's pretty cool. But yeah, my sister sent that's it to funny. me and I like saw it and I was like holy crap. Yeah, <laughs> I was like that's funny. But yeah, it was kind of a cool moment. Yeah, nothing crazy happened uh, at the fair. I mean it was a good show. Both both. Both Josh Ward and Mike Ryan were both great. Uh, I will actually be seeing, I believe I'll be seeing Mike again this weekend, but I'll get into that. Um, Friday, I just kind of ran some errands and did some stuff I needed to do. I had the day off, and so I just kind of did some paperwork, if you will. No No paperwork was actually done, but... Paperwork, if you will. Yeah, if you will. Um... Just kind of things that needed to be done. Um, and then 
was that Friday night? No, Saturday. Saturday. Uh, just kind of hung out at the house, watched. Uh, what? Oh, Friday night, watched the Stars beat the Minnesota Wild and advance to the second yes, round. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, and then Saturday, didn't really do a whole lot, hung out, and then went to a buddy's house and just hung around. And we were hanging out in his shop, um, playing cornhole and stuff. And he has one of those wheelie chairs. It's like, it's got like probably five wheels on the bottom of it. And then it's got like a, oh, like, a, a, like a desk chair. No, no, no. It's like a, like a mechanic chair. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so yeah. above the, the chair, it's got this like tray that goes around it for like nuts and bolts and stuff. Yeah. And then it's a shorter chair. Yeah. I think it's like a craftsman or something. And then it's got like the pad on it. Yeah. And so I'm sitting on they it. Yeah, one of those like that at the shop. Yeah, there you go. And um, and so I'm sitting on it. And I like roll to one end. And I go to roll back. And I'm like facing forward, like kicking, like running, yeah. if that makes sense. And right as I hit this pebble, one of my friends like pushes me in the back. And so the chair doesn't actually really do anything but because it like stopped and she because she pushed me i just like fly forward and basically dive across this concrete shop and like it was a whole ordeal and everybody laughed and stuff and like i was fine but i was like did anybody get that on camera and everybody was like no and i was like wow y'all are useless if i'm gonna get like if i'm gonna fall on the ground somebody better be rolling right so we we went on to basically run the boards for the next like hour and a half or two hours and then later on, again, I was in the I was in the wheelie chair, and I had just I was kicking backwards, and I just got so much speed, and I hit another rock, and I flew straight backwards, like almost got like got airborne essentially. You gotta love it. But this time the chair fell over, and so there's nuts and bolts everywhere, and oh. dirt, and, and like I was wearing a black hoodie. So, and we're back, and we are back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we had some uh, tef- technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. That was a technical difficulty right there, Bubba. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, nobody's perfect. But, um, that, yeah, so that. the wheelie chair. So, I basically, I fell. And, like, I'm, of course, I'm wearing a black hoodie, right? And so, yep. like, I've just got shop dust all, all over, over you. And I'm disgusting. Um, but, yeah, it was a late night. I didn't. I didn't get home until about three and then immediately went to bed. Um, that was Saturday night and then Sunday night or Sunday woke up. We had family come over. Um, just kind of hung out with family, celebrated some birthdays and stuff like that. And Sunday afternoon I watched, let's see. I watched Texas win game two against TCU yep. in baseball. I watched, uh, first half of the um, Astros Phillies game, and then I watched the. Oh man, who was it? It was the um, Bru- uh, Bruins and Panthers game. I watched the uh, the Is that Bruins. basketball, hockey. Oh, Bruins, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo- Boston Bruins and Florida yeah, Panthers. Yeah. Sorry, I watched them, them. Uh, Huck it out. What's what's that? I think it's Huck. No, it's not. <laughs> Huck's fight it out. Bad. Fight it out. I guess I watched him fight it out in Game Seven. Um, the Panthers ended up winning in overtime. Um, and then I watched the the Seattle Kraken and Colorado Avalanche 
The Kraken. The Kraken. Um, yeah, I watched them. Uh, I watched their game seven, and I watched the Seattle Kraken in their first playoff ever defeat the reigning NHL champions, Stanley yeah. Cup winners. Yep. Um, to move on to play our Dallas Stars. So we played the Seattle Kraken next. Or like Dallas series. Stars. Dallas Stars. Gosh, I want to go to the game so bad. Oh, dude, it'd be so expensive. But I know. Might have to remortgage the the old the old <laughs> the old condo. Um but yeah, so just watched a lot of sports on Sunday. Um my buddy Nate and Marvin, y'all know Marvin. Um they they invited me out that out to Nate's house. He was doing some chores and stuff and had to go put out some corn on a feeder that he hunts. And so uh, went over there to do that, and they pulled back up to the house after doing some choring. And um, he was like, what are you doing? I was like, coming to hang out. He goes, good, get in the side-by-side. I was like, okay. So we get in the side-by-side. They both grab a gun apiece, and we just haul butt down the road. We're like, okay. So we get there. And so he had pigs at the feeder. And so we like sneak up on him, and finally he thought he got a shot. He took a shot. Ended up either missing or wounding it. We didn't find any blood or anything. And so... Um, we ended up going back to his house and getting like the corn and the weed eater and stuff. Uh, the grass was crazy tall. It was like four and a half foot tall. Mm. He had planted some, whatever he planted for deer that last fall yeah, or last up, year, I guess. Ended up coming up again. Yeah. It like finally came, came up or oh. yeah, yeah. It like continued to grow oh, throughout yeah. the winter Just and everything. Annual plant. And, um, and so, yeah, did that on, uh, on Sunday and then just hung out and while riding in the side by side I watched the the end of the Panthers Bruins game and the beginning of the Kraken uh Avalanche game. Got back to the house, finished the Av- uh, Avalanche Kraken game, watched the Kraken win it and move on to the second round. And then I went to work yes this morning. Um so one thing that was kind of interesting that happened to me today at work. I was coming back from lunch and I was taking not a unusual way to get back back to work, but not the way I necessarily go every day. And so I'm cutting down through this alley and up a fr- up, up ahead of me, I see this uh, at first I just thought it was a cat. And then I like thought about it and I was like there's no way that was a cat. That had to have been a fox. Cuz it like it had the same it had a similar body as like a big cat, like, a, man, like, a, like but, a mancoon, but not like a bobcat. <laughs> and I was like, it couldn't have been a rack or it couldn't have been like, like a coyote. And I get up there and I see it and it's like walking through these people's backyard. And I'm like, okay, no, that's for sure a gray fox. And so just wandering downtown McKinney, there's a gray fox running around. And so I like Snapchatted you and I Snapchatted a couple people. Yeah. And, I like texting my family group chat and my older sister, she was babysitting somewhere around there last night, Sunday night. And she said when she was leaving, she could have swore she saw a gray fox like run down the road in front of her. No way. But she just, she just chalked it up to like, oh, it was a big cat or something. But she couldn't really like pin, she couldn't really identify what it was well enough to confirm that it was a gray fox. 
but then she was like, yeah, once you said it was a gray frog, she's like, that's exactly what it was. Because she, she said she Googled it and looked at it, and she's like, that's exactly what it was. I was like, oh. Crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know we had them. Shoot that. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> you know. You know, you know what that's from? No. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a, oh, who is it? Oh, I can't, for some reason. Biggie? I can't remember who it is right now. No, it's a, it's Morgan Freeman. It's Morgan Freeman. I can't I cannot remember what movie it is, but it's Morgan Freeman and uh there's a a, a clip in it and he does he does curse, so I will say I will not say the curse word, but he says shoot that Shoot that mother, you know. Is it Morgan Freeman or is it Samuel L. Jackson? No, it's Morgan Freeman. Is it like a western? No, he's in like a, I, I can picture what he's in. He's in like a suit and a tie. Oh, um. It, I, I, I can't give you any more information aside from that. For some reason, I cannot think of it right now. Shoot this. Yeah, MF-er. shoot this, MFR. Wanted. Is it? Maybe Wanted. Now we know. Yeah. Wanted. Let's see. Yep, he's in it. Uh, Angelina Jolie's in it. She plays Fox. Yeah, Morgan Freeman plays Salone. Oh, Chris Pratt's in it. Cool. So anyways. So anyways. <laughs> I'm going to have to do so much editing on this podcast. Yeah, it's, it's well worth it. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> this is like the one thing every week that is like normal in my schedule. Yeah, and then and today I we love do it. On Monday. <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, yeah. So I saw a great fox today, and then about an hour later, the the owners of the house that we're working on, they don't live in the house that we're currently working on, but they live right down the road. Um, they called my boss and go, "Oh yeah, we've got a dead possum." Like in our basement, basically. And can y'all come get it out? And we're like, uh, yeah, sure. And so uh, he... <laughs> this is, my, is my job title exterminator? No. <laughs> um, and so we were going to go over there and get it. And then um, he just, like, I got busy doing something for a minute. And he just disappeared and then came back. And I was like, so did you get it? And he goes... Yeah, I got it. And I'll I'll save you the details, but it had been dead for a minute. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, there are some details I'll tell like, you off. Like a like a while? No, no, or like not long enough. Days. Yeah, not long enough. Like like it was dead dead, but it hasn't been dead. It still had maggots on it. Let me say that. Okay, so like dead for like 4 days. Sure. Yeah, not not dead long enough for it to be like Okay, it's fine. Like, like there's nothing. Like, it's, it's dead like, enough for it to be like this is absolutely disgusting. No, 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 no. It's not dead enough to the point where, like, dead long enough to the point where it's like it's not disgusting anymore. But it was fresh enough to the point where it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This that's is what I was disgusting. saying. That's what yeah, I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's dead enough to be absolutely disgusting still. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's gross. So glad I didn't have to handle that. But note to self: don't open the first trash can at work. Um, for the next how long? <laughs> Till Thursday. Till Thursday. Um, 
I feel bad for that trash guy. Ooh-wee. Uh, I feel bad for my trash guy. Yeah, that's true. There has that's been some true. unruly things <laughs> I have thrown yeah. in my trash can. But anyways, but, uh, so yeah, that's about it. And then got done with work and uh, met Mike at the golf course and played a couple holes. And uh, yeah. here we are. I don't know. I don't know if you remember this, but remember when Blake shot that pretty big odd ad? Yes. Yeah. That thing smelled terrible. Yeah. So after it was, I uh, opened your trash can <laughs> a week after it got dumped off. Yeah. And your trash can still smelled like crap. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, my trash doesn't get taken until Thursday, and he shot. I do all my cool stuff on Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> that is unfortunate. So it sits and rots. Yeah, it would be real cool if it was on like a like your trash day was on Monday, Monday. Or Tuesday. But that's how mom and dad's is. Mm. You it's gotta take all your raunchy on... stuff up there. Yeah, but then they get mad at me. <laughs> well, for good reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, most definitely. You know, <laughs> most definitely. But yeah, so that was uh, that was our weekends. You got anything else for the weekend or for last weekend? We'll, yeah, I mean, we'll, I'm probably forgetting we'll, something. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll uh, precap. This upcoming weekend at the end. How about that? Yeah. Let's do yeah. that. So. Because we've both got some cool stuff happening. Yeah. So I wanted to go over some things. And, and some of these have been on here for for a while. A minute. Now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like three weeks into the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- this first thing I'm going to talk about, it's been on there. Like, it's been on my notes for probably over a month now. But yeah. it just, it just haven't hasn't got brought up just hadn't had time or whatever but do you know who anthony armstrong is absolutely no clue you don't know who anthony armstrong is definitely not off the top of my head um well he's a former nfl wide receiver um for who do do you know so uh, hold on hold on oh okay i'm sorry i'm sorry so he was born march 29th 1983 in Greencastle, Indiana. He's 5'11", 175 pounds. He went to high school at Carrollton Newman Smith, which is a very well-known name in the football community. Um, he went to te- uh, he went to West Texas A&M, and he was undrafted in 2005. In 2006, he played with the Odessa Roughnecks, 2007, 2008, he played with the Dallas Desperados. 2008 and 9, he played with the Miami Dolphins offseason and or practice squad member only. 2009 through 11 was with the Washington Redskins. 2012, Miami Dolphins. 2012 as well, Florida Jaguars. Or Jacksonville Jaguars, I apologize. 2012, Dallas Cowboys. 2014 uh, off-season and or practice squad member only, Cleveland Browns. So, I bring him up because uh, I'm not going to reveal where he lives, but I'll tell you this. He lives on a golf course. And I was playing on said golf course, not (laughs) two, I mean, a couple, more than two days ago. I'll say that. It's been in the last six months. Mm-hmm. And 
he lives on this hole that the hole's pretty straight away, but then between like the fairway and the green, there and like I guess about three quarters away down the fairway, this creek cuts across. Okay. And so I was trying to lay up to get to, you know, have the ball stop before it got to the creek and I was so I could hit the green. Well, I ended up slicing the drive. And I about killed his son. <laughs> I mean, I don't know exactly how close it was, but I could from the tee box I could see his son like playing in the pool in the backyard. Like, like how old son? Uh, he's probably six. Oh, maybe. I mean, like water wings. He had water wings on in the pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like small. And so I mean, I for sure put it in his backyard. We drove up there. And he was outside. Super cool guy. I didn't talk to him very long, but I did like apologize for hitting him in his backyard and everything. And he's like, No, man, you're good. He's like, I'm the one who lives on a golf course. And I was like I was like, Yeah, that I was like, fair enough, but fair. doesn't mean I should be hitting it into your backyard. Yeah. And we kinda had a good chuckle and whatever and we talked for just a second. I didn't know who he was at the moment. I like when it happened, I didn't know who he was. I just thought he was some guy that lives on a golf course. Right. So I ended up, you know, hitting on or whatever. And as we're pulling up to the green, the buddy I was playing with, he goes, do you know who that was? And I was like, no. He goes, that's Anthony Armstrong. And I was like, who's Anthony Armstrong? And he goes, he's a wide receiver for the, the Cowboys. And I was like, oh, that Anthony Armstrong. And he was like, yeah. And so, like, I looked him up and everything. But wow. Yeah. And so I've, I actually talked to him um, since, since that happened. He didn't remember me, but I remembered him. Uh, but I, I did end up talking to him uh, since then. And he's a very cool guy. Very, very cool. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of that's my that's, story. That's, with Anthony that's pretty sweet. Yeah. I, it's not every day that you um, get to almost kill a former Dallas Cowboys son. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That sounds so bad. No, I mean, but, I, yeah, no, I, I know the opportunity. Saying. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously it wasn't on purpose. I wasn't trying to. I, um, yeah, sorry. Micah's dog's going haywire. But yeah, so Anthony Armstrong. Very Correction, cool Maddie's dog. I digress. Well, Continue. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> so uh, yeah, Anthony Armstrong's uh, a very cool guy. Uh, very glad I got to meet him and uh, talk to him for just a second. But cool guy. Very nice. Yeah. You got anything like a little tidbit like that? I guess I live a boring life. Mm, fair enough. I don't have no tidbits. Did you know? Probably not. Did you know that? Uh, Steve Harvey was born in West Virginia. <laughs> I just, some, I don't remember if he was on a podcast or what, but somebody <laughs> was like, somebody, he said something about him being born in the South, and I was like, no, you're not. And I looked it up, and I was like, holy crap. I mean, yeah, I would guess that he was born in the South. I wouldn't. Why? Why would you guess he's born in the South? He's, a, he's like a country boy. I know, but he doesn't seem, like he doesn't, nothing he does seems like he's a country guy. He, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know that he like fishes a lot, and he like he his his big deal when he first when he first like kind of made it was like buying land and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, I would assume that's fair. It, if not in the south, then in one of those states that hunts a lot, like Iowa or yeah, or maybe even like Kansas or something like that. You yeah, know? like Michigan or something. yeah, Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that picture of him with just like a? It's, I don't know. It's like a six and a half pound bass. Yeah. With like a giant cigar in his mouth. Yeah. Oh yeah. What a cool guy. And he's in like. 
He's not in like fishing clothes, no. from what I remember. I I think he's in um he's in like a a uh, turtleneck from what f- from what I remember. I think Let's he's in like a turtleneck. I want to say he's in um like a vest. Okay, maybe that's where maybe that's what I was thinking. Steve Harvey with fish. That's the one. That's the one. Okay, it's not a vest. Is it not? Let me see it. Wow, there's a bunch of pictures. If you put up, if you Google Steve Harvey it fish, is, it's a it's a turtleneck like jacket. Well, it's got like a collar on it, but it's got it buttoned up all the way. Yeah, yeah. If you Google Steve Harvey with fish, multiple pictures will pull up. Yeah, big fish guy. Big fish guy, but that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, that was me too. <laughs> Somebody photoshopped his face on a clownfish. That's kind of funny. That's terrible. That's a god. <laughs> um. But yeah, I didn't. I I didn't realize that he was in. Uh, I didn't realize he was from uh, West Virginia. Him's a good old boy. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. But yeah, what? Um, well, I got a. Are you ready for it? The topic. Yeah. Are you ready for the topic? Yeah, yeah let's get into the topic. topic. Ow! All right, continuance of last weeks if you will because we talked we, we said that we would talk about it um but more so so we talked about the decoy spread last year but something that goes very 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 hand in hand with the decoy spread is your hide and something that i think affects my decoy spread is my hide 100 percent. absolutely 100 percent affects my hide um just because like if i'm even like even you know there's enough there's big enough like flooded trees on uh the lake that I usually hunt where I can stand as long as it's like me and maybe one other person I can stand on one of those trees not on it like on top of it but like behind it or in front of it or whatnot um I I could do that and and hide that way yeah but if I do that I'm tossing decoys behind me to the side like everywhere around me you know Especially this, the one specific area that I'm talking about. But nonetheless, our topic today is the hide. What is your personal favorite hide? Uh, Everything factoring into it. A, hideability. <laughs> Two, comfortability. You know, three, uh, in and out, which I guess you could follow follow along. Comfortability comfortability um i definitely have mine and it's a no-brainer for me you want to do this let's go through let's say our favorites and then let's go through like the different types of high yeah, and like yeah. rank them on like those yeah, factors definitely. of like definitely. concealment concealment comfortability comfortability and versatility versatility yeah that's good. and easement i think that falls under comfortability okay yeah sure so we'll go so through those three. three okay so Man. We'll start at number one. Just you know, your favorite. Yeah, my favorite is definitely going to be the A-frame. Yep, bingo. 100%. I mean, there's not a lot. There's of, no other correct answer. There's not <laughs> a lot of people out there that are gonna. There's not a lot of people out there that are gonna argue with that. The only people that I would say argue with that is the big private land pit blind guys. I've sure. never hunted out of one of those. I'd love to. Yeah. It, I mean, that Same. just seems money. Yeah. And I, I just I, don't like trafficking birds. 
I don't. And I unless don't they're really using that field, you got to traffic them out of the yeah. blind. I mean, so just like everything, there's definitely a time and a place. You know, if you're on on, on like a good, you know, fence row or an edge row, or you know, if you have good concealment there already, and then you put an a frame in it, it just blends right in, perfect. Yep. Or if you're on the edge of a pond with like trees behind you, you know, and like it, like it. There's times where an A-frame works really well. Yeah. And there's times where A-frames is not don't, the don't, not the answer at all. Yeah, they don't look like they're going to work. And sometimes, even if they don't look like they're going to work, you know, they just in work. the middle of a field, sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as everything goes, like, you get to stand up to shoot out of it. It's super. It's way. It's you're more accurate and you're. It's more comfortable to sit on to sit on a bucket or a chair. Yes. And just. get. Get to stand up and shoot out of it. Yes, hundred yes, percent. Yes. Very, very. Um, concealment. If you have it brushed in well, I mean, it's almost impossible to see you. I mean, you could probably like they might be able to see the blind itself if the blind stands out. But if you have it brushed in right, they're not going to be able to see you inside the blind. Yeah, definitely. Um, so on, what are the three? Concealment. Yep. Um, Comfortability. Comfortability and versatility. Comfortability, I guess. So I'm, I'm gonna botch this word every I'll say, time I say it. I'll say this on on the concealment. It's almost like two categories because yeah. it's like how well do you hide in it and how well does it hide? Does that make yeah. sense? So you know, I I would give it an overall seven point eight out of ten. Yeah, because when it's good, it's great. When it's good, when you it's can't not it. good. It's terrible. Yeah. When if it's the good. the situation doesn't call for it, it's it's awful. Yeah. I mean... And, and that just being, you know, if you've got a... Now, I'm not saying it doesn't work, but if you've got a farm pond and everything around that farm pond is, you know, six-inch hay... Right. Or just dead grass or whatever, and you throw an A-frame up there, you know... It, let's say it's even grassed in well with just dead grasses. It's still going to stick out. It's going to work, but you're going to stick out. Yeah. You're going to stick out. Yeah. Um. So on uh, concealment, I'd give it, I'd say, mm, I'd say, uh, I, I'll give it an eight. Yeah. Because if, if you can hide the blind, you can hide in it incredibly well Mm -hmm. the the problem is with with the a-frame is hiding the actual blind itself yeah definitely um with comfortability it's a 10 i mean you can't beat it there's not a better one yeah i mean there there isn't a better one like Um, i said maybe the pit blind but that's not on our list because we don't hunt that way yeah sorry um versatility honestly i'll give it an i'll give it a, a nine six because like you can almost you can pretty much use it in every scenario yeah, like like almost. if if I had to if I had to pick one blind like I get a, a layout, an A frame, a a boat blind like whatever if I get one blind I'm taking the A frame because even if it's a situation where like A frame's not necessarily the move, at least you'll be you can make it work yeah and yeah. and it'll be comfortable. you can do the best you can at least you'll be comfortable yeah, yeah. um for what was the last one. Concealment. Oh, we went on over all versatility. Was what it was, right? Yeah, versatility. I thought I went over. Yeah, I just did versatility. Yeah. So, so you rank comfortability and versatility. 
Comfortability? Yep. Uh, 10 out of 10. Right. It, uh, like you said, it doesn't get any better. It's real as hard far, to. As far as hunting goes, yeah, it doesn't get much better. Yeah. Um, versatility? I don't know. Personally, I'm a... Uh, I'm just trying to think of a a situation that like it absolutely cannot be used and I, I I can't think of one. Um but with that being said, I'm going to give it like a 9 just because I love using them and getting them as long as you can get it in to the spot with ease, absolutely. it's perfect. They are huge though. So if it's big. if it's you and one other hunting, they it might not be, you know, the smartest option, if you will, to to roll with the A frame. You know, maybe two small layout lines is the move there. <laughs> um yeah. just just my two cents for sure. I, I mean I've been in that situation before. Um but you know, let's say you got you need to hide four guys. And you're trying to make one trip in to the to the hole. Boom, one guy's got that A-frame. One guy's got guns and blind bags. One guy's got decoys, and you know you can split up guns and bags between two people. Yeah, yeah. And it's easy Absolutely. to get in that way. Absolutely. Easy to get in that way. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna go. Um. I'm gonna go with the nine. Niner for the versatility, just because it is extremely versatile. It just if you've got to walk in somewhere, yeah, that's the only. Distance, that's really the only downside. It's really the only it's, downside. It's big. And it's heavy. Yep. Um. So let's go. I guess let's go to a frame. Yeah. Uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, not a frame layouts. Yeah. So overall, we'll, we'll give it an overall rating as well. Um, the a frame. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna go with like an eight, eight five. I was gonna well, say. Well, I guess eight. I guess mine's technically a nine. Yeah, you know, uh, just a nine, eight, five, nine overall. I mean, yeah, it's I, was, just I was gonna say eight, nine, eight point nine, solid. Just because ten out of ten, you know, blind. Yeah. Um, let's go to layouts. So layouts for concealment, they're great, awesome. I mean, if you've got them brushed in again, I mean, here's the deal: it's like you take any blind you want to, and throw it if in you the don't brush field, it in, unbrushed. or don't brush it in well, then you're gonna stick out. Yeah, but if you're brushed in well. To your surroundings, then your concealment's going to be fantastic. Um, I mean, it's like a ten point five because, like, you can you can completely yeah. disappear. And I, honestly, I should have brought the A frame down a little bit on concealment. I think I gave it a ten. I should have given it like a nine. You gave it a six. You gave it an eight on concealment. Did I? No, you gave it an eight on comfortability. My fault. I don't know. But I should have given it like a like a nine point yeah. five or nine point six, and then and then concealment a ten on the layout, just because it's yeah. like you can't beat it. Your lower profile, there's less there. Like it, it just, it's, it, I mean, like it's so, you you can disappear and like you in, know, in if anything. If you're hunting the edge of, like I said, six inch, yeah, you know, just grass, you still you're still hidden. You're yeah. you know the the a-frame height is probably about a foot foot and a half but that's a lot better than a four foot a-frame yeah and and i mean you know let's say you're in like a cut wheat field or a cut corn field or something yeah. like that and so you've got you know eight ten inches of stubble 
Well, I mean, you can make that thing disappear. Disappear. Dude. And then you toss like four decoys right around you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> done. Dis- disappear. Yeah. You're, you're gone. Um, comfortability, I'll give it. I'll give it an 8-4. It's super comfy to lay in. I've taken many naps in them. Yeah. But the problem is you got to do that sit-up. Yeah, getting you know? up and out of that thing to getting shoot. Now, up. you don't, real. in my opinion, I never realize it mm-hmm. because at that point, adrenaline's running. Yeah. And I've got 4 million other things going on mm-hmm. at that very second. That's the last thing I notice. Absolutely. But it, it is still there, and plus getting in and out of it is kind of a pain. It is, for sure. You're, you know, especially especially if, you know, you're in waders and, and or you're muddy and this oh, and that. Then it's just like, awful. well, your gun's in there and your bag's in there. And, like, yeah. for me, like, my camera's in there. And it's just yeah. like, I don't want to get all that stuff wet and muddy. And, like, I understand, like, to an, to an extent, you can't help it. Like, it's going to yeah. get wet and muddy or whatever. But also, like, in an A-frame, it's not sitting in mud. Because most of the time it's hung up. Yeah, yeah. Most you of know? yeah. You're yeah. You're gonna be better off in an A frame. Yeah. Um, versatility. Oh, I'm easy ten out of ten on this one. You can't. Yeah. Hunt, the only place you cannot take this thing, and realistically, you can't take any blind there is water. Exactly, flooded yeah. timber somewhere. It, somewhere it, you're gonna water. Be in water. Yeah, I mean that's that's the only thing is like let's say you're hunting sheet water. Let's say you got four inches of sheet water. Probably not gonna hunt out of a layout. You could hunt you out of an A frame. Can technically. I mean, you know, if 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 you can get an A frame in there and stuff, and go for it. But luckily for us, Mo Marsh makes the Invisiman, which is still a layout blind. It's just elevated. Yeah, I don't have one of those. No, me neither. Good lord, but, like five hundred dollars yeah. for a single bl- single man blind. I'm not picking yeah. that up. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> if anybody was curious and they're going back and forth, oh, should I save up for another season and a half and get, or you know, whatever the scenario is, should should I spend the money for an A frame or should I spend the money and just get a layout? Well, are you the type of person that like has to walk in a lot? Yes, get the layout. Are you the type of person? Are you going to hunt by yourself a lot? Yes, get the layout. Are you going to be hunting with you and another buddy or two or three buddies? Split the cost between a couple buddies yeah. and get the A-frame. Yeah. that I mean, that's Definitely. the thing is like with an if A-frame. you can get four guys together, I know that currently Rogers has their A-frame, which is technically they label it as a three-man blind, but I promise you you can fit four people in there. They have currently got it on sale for $180. One hundred eighty nine, so one hundred ninety dollars. Yeah, if, that's a steal. If you pick up two of those with four buddies, all paying sub a hundred dollars, and you're hiding eight guys. Yeah, you know, let's seven. While you're on the side of what they sure. say, six and a half, seven guys. That's money. It doesn't get any better. No, it doesn't get much better than that. Whereas you're all picking up a. The other option is you're all picking up your own layout blind for about $120 to $150 a piece. Yeah, and I mean, my advice, especially this time of year, like it's May 1st. Go on Facebook. You know, Marketplace is your best friend if you're a new hunter. Dude, market, I mean, I don't even. I don't care what your hobby is. Marketplace is your best friend no matter what. Yeah. But, you know, if you're looking to get an A-frame or you're looking to get a layout or whatever you're looking for, Look on Marketplace. There's a good chance you can find one. I bought 
I've got two layouts. Yeah. One of them I got as a present for Christmas, uh, I don't know, a handful of years ago. And the other one, which actually I prefer out of the two of them. Yeah. I got a marketplace for, I think, 40 bucks. I tell you a better steal. You ready for it? Oh, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. My A-frame, marketplace, $25. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like kind of falling apart, but it is it is an A-frame. It's yes, a lot it of... It, I will agree with you. It is 20, It is absolutely falling apart. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of A-frame for 25 bucks, though. I mean... Yeah. I, I, I would have paid, paid $75, $80 for yeah, that Yeah, if I really cared about it, I'd go to the Hobby Lobby, pick up some elastic band, you know, just black elastic band, and I'd, I'd fix it. But it yeah. holds grass, so... Holds it enough. Yeah, right? Killed plenty of birds out of it yeah. in the last couple of years. So I can't complain about it at no. all. Not at all. And 25 bucks on market. Which one's your favorite of the two? I will say that I've killed a lot more birds out of a layout, but favorite out of the two has got to be that A-frame. Yeah, same here. I mean, we, we've both put in way more hours out of a layout than an A-frame, just because we didn't get into an A-frame until, what, last year? Yeah. Or the season before last, I reckon? Yeah, not not this last season, but the season before It was like that. midway through the season. It was. It was so de- about December, so just yeah. like two or three weeks into it. Yeah. Um. I mean, and I mean, those are basically like the two different ways. Um, I mean, it's hard to get into like, you know, flooded timber standing behind a tree because it's like you really, or, or just natural vegetation or, you know, hiding in the trees or hiding in the brush that's on the lake or whatever. Yeah. It's like, because there's no like baseline. It's like, you just have right. to work with what's there. It's like, if you, yeah. if you can get brushed together, pull them into a pile and make a good blind, then awesome. If you can't, then it's like, you're kind of, you got like, you can only do so much. Yeah. And I will say uh, another reason that I put that A-frame ahead is because like, let's say, you know, me personally, I am comfortable with four guys a dog and gear in my boat, but that is the max. That's the maximum that I am comfortable with. I prefer it to be three guys, a dog, and a blind. Yeah. Um, but some days it's just four guys, and yeah. that's what it is. Yep. So with those three guys, instead of having three separate layout blinds, mm-hmm. I just toss the A-frame in there. Yeah. It does fold up or roll up fairly nice. Yeah. And toss that in there. Toss my three dozen decoys in there, and, you know, we roll. And that's it, you know? Yeah. Instead of having three separate layout blinds that are taking up the entire front deck of the boat, strapped down, I can just t- chunk that layout in there. And, Absolutely. two, the way my boat kind of works is, you know, I'm at the back bench driving. There's somebody on the cooler that's kind of in the middle, back middle of the boat, and then... That third guy, he's either sitting on that front deck or he's laying down. And everything that I've heard, everybody loves laying next to that layout blind. It's just oh, dude, you, it's you can put your you put your head on it. It's kind of comfy. Yeah, it's like and a body the, pillow. Yeah, for the 10, 15 minute boat ride, it's you're chilling. You're out of the wind right where it is. Yeah, they love it. Absolutely, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I had a great time. Yeah, I was. Uh, I wish I could experience it. <laughs> I'll tell you about it sometime. All right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean concealment. Concealment's so important. I mean, 
you know, if you have birds, that's great. But if they see you and they flare, having birds doesn't love. help you. Yeah. Your your decoy setup, your calling, like it, it's all it's all good and dandy. But if if they see you, if they flare because they can see you, like you're you're done for. Just pack it up. Like you're not. It's gonna be a rough day. It's gonna be a bad I mean, day. Number one thing is concealment. Yeah. You know, day in day out is, is be hid. Yeah. You know, I I mean, there's so many different ways to hide when waterfowling, but you gotta you gotta get hit. Um, and I mean, that's, that's kind of the end of that. It's like, you just got to get hit. Um, and another thing to, to, you know, to remember is, you know, the birds are in the air, (laughs) they're above you. And so don't forget to think about what they're going to be seeing from up top. Cause I mean, if you have an A-frame and the grass goes six inches above each side, but then the entire middle's open and it's really easy to walk through and stuff. Well, that's great and dandy, but they can see you from up top. So anytime they fly over, you're going to stick out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, my A-frame, it's got grass over it. Like, like it, it connects. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's how, not and comfortable to walk through. No, you not like at all. Because you got to squat, but it... it and, and two, conceal. you kind of... You lose a little bit of that comfortability, like, with shooting, but, like, when sure. I when you stand up, it's to, it's it's right at, like, chest level. Yeah. Uh, the, the grasses and stuff are... I actually... I bought a... Uh, I bought four... So, my A-frame is eight feet long, and I bought four... Four by... F- they say four by four. They're really, like, four by five, um, gr- like, big woven grass mats. And for those hunts where it's totally grass that I'm hunting around, I throw those on there and then I shove a little bit of the native native grass, you know, actually on the blind where, where the native grass is relative yeah. to the blind, if you will. Um, and then I, I hunt out of it that way. That way the entire top is a complete A. Yeah. If you will. I mean, that's, that's kind of the A frame because it makes a A shape. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> Um, for those of you who didn't know, I guess now, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, so it makes a, a complete kind of tent, if you will. Yeah. And, and I mean, I two, guess it's real nice sitting in there cause. Oh yeah. It, they kind of like just, you got a buddy heater in the A-frame, which is mm-hmm. awesome. You cannot put a buddy heater in your layout without burning some stuff. Yeah. Not, not well. You can't. Ha- no, haven't tried it. Um, if you have. You got some kahunas, because I'm not doing that. <laughs> or you did before they burned off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, you, t- you throw two heaters in that blind, and oh, you're, you're probably turning them off at some point, especially yeah. down here in Texas. Yeah. And one thing I will, I'll touch on for just a second, the difference between, like, an A-frame and a panel blind. Yeah. Because for a while there, I was like, oh, I want this, you know, A-frame panel style blind. It'll just be super convenient and stuff. But I don't know, like, I don't really understand what the point of it is except for the price. It's yeah. like, I understand the panel blind. And I understand, the, like, I understand what they are and how they work, but it's like, why wouldn't I just get the panel blind? Well, why the biggest you just get the A-frame? Is what you mean? No, why wouldn't I just save a lot of money and get the panel blind? Oh. And I mean... The panel blind works great. If you're somewhere that like... Like, let's say you're in a cut cornfield while half of that corn is still standing, 
and you can butt your back right up against it. Yeah, you can get and away with it. you're just hiding the front half of you and in the, the top still. Oh, panel line's great. Yeah. Or if you've, you know, if you've got a bunch of trees, like cedar trees yeah, specifically yeah. off of this pond. And yeah. if you have something behind you and or on top of you, then a panel blind will be just fine. If you don't, if you want the ability to put it anywhere and put it out in the middle of the field yeah. or put it on the end of a, you know, like yeah. where a tree, like a tree slash fence row, like, like a fence row is and there's like trees and then you want to be on the end of the trees. Yeah. You need the A-frame. Yeah. And too it's like with the a-frame it's like i whenever i do have a hide like that where i'm like pressed up against a bunch of cedar trees i just don't brush in the back half yeah most i just time. take care of the front half and put a, a few on the very top of the back half yeah um and, and I, I roll with it that way you know it's almost the same thing except now you're for sure blocking any wind that's coming behind you because yeah. like i said last week i prefer to have a wind to the back of me and I don't want to feel that wind because, right. you know, those 15 to 20 mile an hour north wind days, if you're sitting in that wind, it kind of sucks. Yeah, it's not fun. I'm going to be honest with you. It sucks. <laughs> but um, overall, but yeah. just just all around, I'm going with the A-frame blind. It, yeah. It's it's nice yeah. for sure. It's my favorite if we can get away with it. Yep. Yep, if yep. we can't get away with it, then a frame, or layouts it is. Yep. As long as you can make it work, it is money. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's pretty much concealment. I mean. Yeah. You know, we could probably sit here for another two hours and talk about concealment, but hide behind a tree and, and make sure you're. Yeah. Camoed in. There's been, I mean, being completely honest with you, there's been times where I'm hunting a, a plowed cornfield. And so everything's either brown, red dirt, or tan, whatever color you will, cornstalk that's been cut. Yeah. And I've been running, picking up a picking up a goose, picking up anything, and I hear Lay down, there's geese. And yeah. I just lay down and being in full sitka. Birds don't notice me. As long as I mean I'm in the middle of the spread and stuff like that, and they're working. Yeah, I mean I I wouldn't say that's a hundred percent because of full sicka. I think part of it's because you know maybe they're focused somewhere else. But I, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, at least I like if I was in you know a red flannel. Sure, it'd be a little different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, red being able to blend in. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing is like if you're using your camo to blend in. Then you need the camo. You know, like yeah. let's say you're in Colorado elk hunting. You don't want to be out there in blue jeans and a no. you know a white cut off t shirt. Like yeah, you want to you want to be out there and be carrying a tent with you two thousand feet up this mountain. You know, no. Well, well, but like you're not going to blend in while yeah, you're hunting. Exactly. But it's like so like if you're using your surroundings as concealment cover, as concealment match your surroundings. Y- yeah, you need camo yeah exactly if you're gonna be sitting in an a-frame where they they can't even see you anyways then like it doesn't necessarily really doesn't even matter. Really matter but it i mean it's more it's for me the sick is less about the actual pattern and more about for, the clothing mo- itself waterfowl wise it's less about the pattern and more about the physical clothing yeah but we've talked enough about sick already yes um so yeah that's basically concealment you got anything else to add 
to no, the concealment? Not on the concealment side. Um, the other thing that I will say is don't only conceal yourself. Conceal your boat or vessel or however the heck you got there. Conceal that. Yeah, or you, park it a mile away. Yep. Not literally, but. I mean, you can. You, yeah, if you want to. If you if you can do that, do it. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, you got to think about, got to think about, you know, if you're side by side, if you drove that and out of the field, either park yeah. it where it can't be seen or, you know, get it covered up well or yeah, boat, same thing. Dogs, make sure your dog's covered up. Yep. Um, you know, there's a lot more to conceal than you think. Oh, I, I guess since you brought that up, I will talk about dog concealment. I bought the Dakota decoy, um, blind, um, Bo did have, he still does have a little bit of problem with breaking. Um, for some reason, he will he will not do it if I'm throwing bumpers. He does it every time he sees a live bird. I can't, for some reason, I, I cannot replicate the problem. So if I cannot replicate the problem in, let's say, the classroom, I, I don't know how to right. fix it in the... On in the test, yeah. Know? Um, so no, that's fair. Yeah, but I, so how I did fix it is I bought this Dakota decoy blind, and it like it like has a hat, like a swinging latch door. Yeah, it's like, it's like it's, a it's like a bucking chute almost. Almost, yeah. So like I just I pull that latch door and off he goes. But yeah. does it have a, does it like spring open? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it does have a spring. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a spring loaded door. So I pull that pull that little uh, pull string and. He is gone. Oh yeah, um, but for the most part, that keeps him. That keeps him nice and tight, and it's got plenty of stubble straps and keep him, keep him, keep him hidden for sure. So if you have that problem, yeah, that solution has worked for me personally. Yeah. Speaking of of that blind, and I, I'll cut this out if you want me to. But do you remember the day we were hunting that that pond with the steeper bank? Yeah. Nope. Definitely. And we keep this in. And hilarious. We, so we. Uh, some birds come in. We shot one and it landed like right on the edge of the water, like yeah. right on the edge of the water. We shot another one and it landed on the bank, both completely dead. Um, and then they the the group like got up and then like circled, and yeah. so you didn't send bow on them. Yeah. And it was one of those deals where it was like you could walk down to the edge of the water and pick it up and pick it up while they were circling, and then probably get back in time for them to yeah. like come back. And so you were doing that, and Bo was just going, just bananas. He was not happy that he was not Dude, the one picking up that bird. He was, he, he'd like, like I looked over, and whole, his whole blind was like bouncing. Yeah. And then I looked back over, and he's rolling like almost he, end he, over end. Yeah, he had, fl- he was flipping the blind. Yeah, he flipped Down it. this little hill. Yeah. <laughs> and, which, he he's perfectly fine, and he's not, you know, not hurt or anything like that. No. But... Um, he got that dog in him. <laughs> he got that dog in him, boy. But it was it was pretty entertaining to watch him to it's, watch him it's, do that. And, and it's it was quite funny what, it he, was, uh, what he will do. Yeah, it was, it was nice seeing him have that that much drive and yeah. passion. For and it. and that's the thing is like you know, plenty of people will tell you, oh, that's terrible. I hate I hate hunting with a dog like that. All right, well, Don't. I hate hunting with your dog that doesn't want to pick up a bird. Yeah. Because Bo does. Right. Now, yes, I would love to calm that down a little bit. But And I mean I think he'll grow out of that 
somewhat in age, yeah, or in time. You know, I think I think yeah. he'll, I think he'll get older and kind of calm down a little bit because he's what two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got some time for sure. Yeah, he's got plenty of time, dude. Plenty of retrieves yet to go. Oh yeah, I oh, can't yeah. remember the exact number, but he's over a hundred. Yeah, in two seasons. Yeah. Or a season and a half, really. Or is it two seasons? It's two full seasons. Yeah. Okay. That's not bad. There's a few of those that are honkers, too. Oh, gosh. Probably about 15 of them are, are big honkers. Yeah. But, all right, you want to get into the... Let's uh, get into these facts, my boy. Let's get into this fact. No cap. No cap. No kappa. Uh, okay. So we're going to go with the American Wijon. <laughs> the oldest known American Wijon in the world was 20 years and 11 months. That's an old bird. That's probably... That's a stone Wijon. Right? That's a cotton top, baby. I bet, yeah. But he was plumed out. The short bill of the American widgeon gives it the strength to harvest certain aquatic plants that not that are not available to other duck species. Um, I I do like that about the widgeon is that little bitty beak size. Yeah, it's real cute. Um, it's real cute. It's real cute. Um, I I watched or I read a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo, and I'm not gonna bore y'all with it. But basically, it it's pretty interesting so the american widgeon is um like just about everything about it is perfectly designed um like its bill is like it, it it's in a certain way that it can like get these aquatic plants that other ducks can't and it's something about its jaw or something like that um that it can like clamp down, not not like an alligator, but it has like a bite pressure, like that's dumb compared to other species, yeah. like an alligator, I yeah. guess. Because um, the the widgeon will, will wait until another duck around it, like you know, catches a fish or what, or you know, finds food, and then the widgeon will swoop down or swim over or whatever and fight the other duck and take Steal the food that. from it and then that's leave. Funny. Little um, thieves, yeah, they're nicknamed like the bandit or something like that. But yeah, they're a cool bird. They're my favorite bird for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say that they're they're definitely your favorite bird. You, oh yeah, it's been that way for the last three years. And man, I love a good, I love a good widgeon. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, a, a a solid widgeon to to kind of either start off or even in the middle and just it's just a solid widgeon group that does it dirty. It doesn't get good. much better than that. I I will say, uh, personally, I love calling out widgeons. Yeah. Just that iconic in the whistle. They're so <laughs> responsive. Is is one of my one of my yeah. favorites to do. They're so responsive. Um I don't yeah. think I was that it for facts? Yeah, I was gonna say that's okay. pretty much it. It's kind of a short and sweet yeah. thing. Um, I uh, I I know I didn't tell you this, but Blake 
uh, they have the a lake. <laughs> they have a hen that's rest that's nesting in their garden. She's got her eggs, and she's 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 there. A widgeon hen? No, no, no. A a, a no. mallard hen. Sorry. Oh, okay, I got you. And so when I was over there on Friday, I had my I just had my calls in my truck, um, yeah. as I always do. Um, and so I was like, I'm gonna mess with this hen, see if she fires off. So I just throw a couple cadences. And out of, like, almost nowhere, a Drake Mallard is, like, we look up and he is just, like, he is full force, like, cupped. Oh, really? Like, just yelling back at me. That's what made me notice him is because he's doing that, you know, that. He's doing the Drake Mallard uh, whistle. Oh, that. Like, right in. And, like, we all, like, turn around. And he's, then he sees us and he's like. Oh, get out of here! And he's uh, like, "What's going on? What's in going here? on?" Never mind, never mind. Because I, you know, just I guess dad instincts turned on. And, yeah. And he was like, "What's going?" Because I was, I was screaming at this hen. I was just, uh, and just trying to get her to fire up and and just kind of scream back at me. Um, and he did he did not appreciate that. And then so I'm for like, the next for the next probably like five minutes. Um, I'm just working this duck and working this duck and working, and then he finally ends up just dumping into the neighbor's pool. Dang. Um, it was pretty funny. It was That's pretty cool funny. to see. Blake got a video of it. I, I've got it somewhere. I'll probably show you afterwards, but it was pretty funny. Heck yeah. Um, I that that was the last thing I was expecting when I pulled out my calls. I was like, I'm just gonna try to get this hen to yell back at me, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, that was pretty funny though. Yeah. Well. This is uh, that's pretty much all we that's got. About it. That's that's about all we got. It. You got anything planned to go on this weekend? Yeah, I do. Ducks convention expo. expo. I think it's expo. Ducks yeah, expo. Ducks expo. Um, this is the third Texas Motor Speedway. Third annual at the Motor Speedway. Excuse me. I am so sorry. It is a blast. Um, yep. That's this will be the th- <clears throat> this will be the third year that I go. And I've had fun every year. First year, year, I won't be there. Yeah. You know, you just dates ended up not falling right for you. So you've, but you've got something special going on. Yeah. I'm going up to uh, Stillwater Wednesday afternoon, uh, Wednesday after work. And so that's the main reason that we're we're, doing this today. Yeah. That's the main reason we're doing this on today, on on Monday. Um, Our schedules just didn't line up uh, on Tuesday. And uh, I'm hitting the road as soon as I get off on Wednesday. I'm going up there um, Thursday. Thursday is uh, the start of their their you know country music festival. The week before finals, it's uh, it's calf fry. Yep. Um, and so got a bunch of got a bunch of big names. Yeah. Yeah, going to um, be a good weekend yep. for you for sure. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, recover and drive home Sunday. Yep, there you so go. So it should be good. I'll uh, Hopefully I'll have some stories. Hopefully I yeah. won't end up in jail. Hopefully I got something cool to talk about, maybe a, maybe a product or something that I saw. But yeah, I've been, I've been saving some money. For That's the, not good. For this little duck sex, I'm, I'm ready to spend that money. Oh, boy. You, you can spend so much money there. Holy. <sighs> But yeah, it's uh it's fun. I'm a little jealous. At one point I was thinking, Oh, maybe I'll get up on Sunday morning and drive like yeah. five hours back or like four and a half hours back 
and goes tr- straight to the expo. But then I was like, no, there's that no way that's awful. happening. There's yeah. no way that's happening. I mean, I'm, yeah. So I'll, I'll catch everybody at the expo next year. I'll, I'll probably be there. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe this time next year we'll have a booth or something. That'd be cool. Ooh, I don't know. Probably sheesh. not. But what if we did? <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. It'd be cool if we did, though. Um, <laughs> cool if you did. But yeah, I think that's it for us uh, yep. for this episode. I yep, just want to thank yep, everybody yep. for listening. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it and stay with us through this journey. Adios. Peace.